Now Netflix is making a new paid tier of subscriptions, or I mean like ad supported tier for what? cheap. What? Yeah, they're introducing like a six ninety nine per month where you're gonna get ads because streaming has finally made it all the way back around to cable. And uh, it's like nothing ever changed. You know what else I heard about Netflix? Is that they're going to start releasing things weekly. So it's like, what's even the point? You know, I did want to mention that or something about it. And I think it's because of Andor. And I'm not sure how many series have done this. I'm sure Arcane wasn't the first, but Andor made me think of it because it has these three episode arcs. Yeah. And it made me wish Netflix wouldn't do a full weekly release, but what they should do is the Arcane model where they release like a batch Three at a time. per week or however, however the show was designed. Yeah. Because that, I think, bridges the divide between the binge method, which most would argue probably it's not really doing Netflix any services in the modern ecosystem. But also it's not full like weekly drip, which a lot of people still hate because we live right. in the era of streaming. Yeah, yeah totally. And that was so cool when it's made that way. Like Andor has these three episode arcs that we're getting once per week. And imagine if it was a little bit more substantial. I think it would have even more people talking about it. Obviously, it's different to some of the prestige stuff like Game of Thrones, you know, or House of the Dragon, rather. And they can quote me on this. Try try show weekly updates this is the future. <laughs> three, three episodes a pop. Try show. <laughs> try show. And you could even experiment with like longer you try seasons. The show. <laughs> you do do you like smaller binds, or you could just do two two hour episodes and do less episodes, like like British television, you know? Yeah. Like Sherlock. Yeah. Oh yeah, and make it make it just better content. Yeah. I mean, we just saw that with Werewolf by Night. It's like, why do you need to have six episodes when you could do one that's yeah. just great that everybody loves? Break free from the formula in the way that best suits your um, whatever you're making, you know. And that is a great segue into what we're talking about today. Is Something <laughs> that has broken the formula, I would say, for Marvel and Disney. Yeah. We're back at it again with another Marvel conversation, everybody. It's the Marvel Cult Popcast. I'm excited to talk about it because the last time we had talked about a Disney Plus uh, Marvel series was with the Nerd World Order Boys. And at the end of Miss Marvel, the Miss Marvel cast, I made a joke about how everyone is excited about She-Hulk and how it's probably going to be the best thing at Disney, sarcastically. I've never heard you hate a trailer so much. (laughs) Well, yeah, honestly, the marketing behind She-Hulk and the jarring nature of what I now know about it, I think it was marketed poorly. And and that's a whole separate conversation. But yeah, I I think to set up what She-Hulk actually is, is very different from how it was marketed. But especially that first trailer where She-Hulk looked awful, it was really strange and had her, it had a lot of jokes that just didn't land, didn't actually cater to what She-Hulk actually ended up being. But I, yeah, so I thought it was going to be the worst thing Marvel's ever done. And it ends up being <laughs> probably one of the better shows that they've created for Marvel, for Disney. Now, would you still be saying that if it wasn't for the final episode? Um, I was saying that the whole time, I think. Like, Maybe after the first three or four episodes, I started saying, this is very, very good. It's very well written. The first two episodes, I was still pretty unsure. But but then, you know, even after episode eight last week, when, I know this is full spoilers, but when Daredevil finally pops up, I was like, wow, that was the best episode of the series. It gave us so many things that we wanted to see as fans and I was I was just loving it. I just was laughing out loud, and I was loving it. And uh, 
I think anyone that hates it probably doesn't understand certain aspects of life. Well, there's a funny meta conversation to be had there. Yes. <laughs> Due to the nature of the story. Really, really quality, I think. So let's talk about She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. The latest Disney Plus Marvel venture. What to say about it? I mean, where to start? What's we the should... synopsis? Yeah. So. It's like an Allie McBeal. She, <laughs> yes, kind of. She-Hulk, or I should say Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner. And Bruce Banner, for whatever reason, was trying to... He had, he had a, a power inhibitor on, and they were going on a car ride somewhere together. Got in a car accident and fell and got hurt. And, and obviously, Bruce didn't hulk out, but he was bleeding. He had an open wound. And his blood dripped into a little bit of Jennifer Walters' blood, and she became... A Hulk also. And then a She-Hulk. Media branded her to be She-Hulk. They they addressed that many times about how it's a stupid name and she eventually embraces it. That's kind of the whole point of the show, actually, but we'll get there. She can control her power. She's not overcome by rage and anger. And she decides to keep practicing as a lawyer, because that's what she wants to do. She doesn't want to be a superhero. And she starts getting all this attention for being She-Hulk. And the show really ends up being about her not wanting the powers, but having to use the powers over and over again. And it's really about acceptance and loving yourself. And it's done the whole time through comedy. I, I It's actually kind of profound, actually, the way that it's done and how well it does it. But um, it's also very meta because the whole time she's breaking the fourth wall, and for those of you that don't know what that means, that's when uh, the person who's in the thing that you're viewing, that's uh, third-party viewing, breaks the third-party nature and talks directly to you or to the audience as like a narrator or like kind of God, deus ex machina kind of thing. <laughs> and so she breaks the fourth wall and talks to you and makes a lot of really funny meta jokes. They pull a lot from The Incredible Hulk, which was actually the second movie ever made in the MCU with Edward Norton as the Hulk and before Mark Ruffalo replaced him for the Avengers film. And they made a joke about how Mark Ruffalo said as Bruce Banner, he's like, I was a whole different person back then. It's because <laughs> he literally was. So it's, it's a lot of meta jokes like that and commentary about the state of society today, the state of dating, the state of misogyny. I mean, you name it. Well, it since it, we're full spoilers, it, it do you want to talk it. about what ended up being like the antagonistic force or entity i don't even know so so because that <laughs> was was pretty funny to me as someone who spends a lot of time on the internet oh the dudes yeah yeah <laughs> so okay so the whole show it's very sitcom-y it what i mean by that it's such situational comedy so each episode could have been completely separate from the next it only had a few scenes along the nine episode run that really made it feel like there was something else going on underneath. So there was a lot of times you didn't really like see an overall plot. You were just kind of watching her not want to be the She-Hulk and <laughs> her having to be the She-Hulk over and over again. And a lot of different like 
small little plots that would pop up and she'd have to solve it. Or like, you know, she'd, there was a lot of cases that she would have to solve as an attorney. And eventually this thing came out that there was this group called Intelligentsia who hated the She-Hulk for whatever reason. And were just word vomiting all their spew on this website, this on the dark web uh, called Intelligentsia.com. It ends up being like someone that she knew who didn't like her. And he got this group of men who uh sexist it's know, basically pr- a group of modern group. internet incels yeah like all from- yeah, all, all gathering together to <laughs> just hate on her and women honestly it was like a women bashing club yeah i mean they wouldn't have ever actually said that they are a, a women bashing club but they that's what they were and so in the end after we the encounter with with Matt Murdock and Charlie Cox's reprising of his role, which was amazing as Daredevil, um, there were so many cameos in this show. By the way, it's crazy. Yeah, at the end, she stumbles upon these this men and their meeting and uh, the abominations there, and he starts. And then Bruce Banner smashes through the ceiling and starts fighting, basically protecting her as She Hulk and. You know, like almost like the men to the man to the rescue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy who's like a total Chad meathead kind of plain white guy steals her blood and has Hulk powers. And he calls himself the Hulk King, which is an actual a character from the comics, a villain. But she's like, this is ridiculous. And she turns to the camera and she's like, do you guys believe that this is going on? So it cuts to an extremely meta sequence or sequence of uh, events where she what you see on the screen is the disney plus user interface with all the marvel films and television shows (laughs) and her picture and she pops out of the she hulk one and climbs down into the making of uh the marvel which is called the assembled uh on disney plus so she goes into the making of she walks onto the set in burbank in la and walks to the Marvel Studios headquarters. They make her sign an NDA. And they they, they like, oh my gosh, She-Hulk's here. She walks in and she wants to see the writers to have a conversation with the writers about how bad the ending of the show is. And the writers are like, oh my gosh, da da da. And they're like, you know, we can't make everything happen. But the person who can make it happen is Kevin. And everyone's thinking Kevin Feige because he's the person that's clearly in charge of every like major decision. I have confirmed this, by the way, by talking to people who work for Marvel, that it's usually him that makes all the decisions. And so people are thinking, oh my gosh, are these the actual She-Hulk writers? Like, are we about to see Kevin Feige? Like, this is so, it's becoming so meta. It's crazy. So she goes into this room to see Kevin and it ends up being like this vault surrounded by screens, like playing all the Marvel movie and television content on repeat on multiple different screens all across the room. And this robot pops down, like, or it comes down from the roof, like, sort of like the um, captain ship robot from Wally comes from the ceiling, and he introduces himself as Kevin, and Kevin ends up being an acronym <laughs> for the, the like the robot that's in charge of making all the decisions for Marvel. Essentially, I forget the actual acronym, but super funny. So she has this conversation with Kevin, which is not Kevin Feige, but it was really funny that they did this, where. She starts pitching all these other ideas to Kevin and saying, I want to have a different ending than all the normal Marvel endings that, and she says all the same things the fans have been saying that like all Marvel content is the same. 
I can't believe such and such happens, blah, 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 blah. It's always the same plot. There's always blah, blah, blah. You know, always the same thing over and over again. I think she mentions like there's always like a, a serum that someone's after to get powers or something. Yeah. And so she makes a couple requests and Kevin... Ab- well, he, yeah, he fights back at first, but then he concedes and yeah. makes the changes. Yeah, so he makes some changes to the end of her show. And then it cuts back to her kind of solving things and uh, it ends up being kind of like the guys that were intelligentsia go off to prison. He doesn't have powers anymore because that was weird. Bruce wasn't there because he didn't like smash down from the ceiling out of nowhere to protect her. The abomination. The abomination goes back to prison for 10 years, unfortunately, because there's a lot of plot about Emil Blonsky and getting him out of prison, his, his kind of reformed lifestyle. So it was kind of a bummer actually as a payoff to that character, but I think, well, it made sense for him like taking accountability and then breaking his parole. He had to be, yeah, yeah. you know, and so, um, then it cuts back to her being surrounded by her family, which was something else that was reoccurring throughout the season. And she's there with Matt Murdock and, and yeah. he's being grilled by her family and, and they're like dating or whatever. She and... asks Kevin to give him back. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere, like superhero landing. Oh, that's right. He doesn't jump out of nowhere. Just like the Hulk does. And then Hulk comes he's in. He's like, I'm here to help. And she's like, it's all good, man. I just yeah. wanted you back. <laughs> and then after at the family barbecue, Hulk comes in with his son. Right. That's the thing that I was missing. Yeah, the Hulk, Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, has a son named Scar. From Sakar. From Sakar. <laughs> Which I had to look it up, but that's the planet from Ragnarok. Yes, that's the planet from Ragnarok where he was being all planet Hulk on which is a plot line from the comics. And so I think that's setting up what is rumored to be a planet Hulk movie that maybe potentially Marvel's going to get the rights to. I think that was one of the jokes that she Hulk made, like you got to wait for the movie. And she was like, wait, what? Because nobody knows about it yet. Um, (laughs) Oh, she also named dropped the X-Men. Yeah, she does. She says, when are the X-Men going to come in? And so cheeky. Yeah. So many funny jokes throughout the show that are just so, it was like watching people who've been really paying attention kind of reward the audience for like sticking with this content for so long. You know, it felt, it felt very rewarding to watch She-Hulk. Anyway, I would, I would put it really high up there as like some of my favorite things in Disney plus Marvel. I think I definitely watch it again, uh, which is something I'd. I thought I would not be saying because when I went into this, I was thinking, oh, there's no way I'll ever watch She-Hulk. I'll watch it once and forget about it, just like <clears throat> Captain Marvel. Um, but no, I think I, I it was awesome. Like I, I probably would have watched this over a lot of other things. Um, yeah. It's also just easy to yeah, watch. And put easy on. to watch. It's like half hour episodes. Yeah. I will say shout out to Tatiana Maslany. She was incredible. Yes, that was... Honestly, that was those were the two things I was praising the whole time. The writing of the show and the gem of a person, Tatiana Maslany for Maslany for uh portraying such an amazing, well-rounded and wholesome character. Very much an example of, you know, what it means to be awesome and like really capture like a, a true spirit and heart that people can rally behind and I really really liked her. She was just amazing i they 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 really nailed it with her yeah i think it's tough for a marvel hero to be all the things that marvel hero wants to be like funny and empathetic and also like action hero yeah just ask brie larson 
But yeah, Tatiana nailed it. And that was, um, I mean, I didn't watch every episode, but she made it easy to watch. Also, I have a big crush on her now. Yeah. You'd have a bigger crush if you were watching the whole way. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take what I, I'll take what I can get. I mean, how funny was the joke where she was like talking about smashing and she's like, except sometimes I smash Matt Murdock. Yeah. <laughs> she said something in the finale regarding Matt that was like, woman has needs. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not expect yeah. Daredevil and She-Hulk to do the thing I know. in episode eight, but it happened. I know. And yeah. then when you see the next morning and he's doing the walk of shame without yeah. his shoes on. And she's smiley and she's giddy. That's when I busted up laughing. I literally laughed out loud when that happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, the image of of we finally get Daredevil and that is the image that yeah. we get is so freaking funny. I think the writers really knew what they had. and, and Yeah. It still feels like the Netflix series, Matt Murdock. Yeah. But it has a little bit more levity to it now. Yeah, that was crazy when he was introduced and he before he says the line, I'm Daredevil, they cued the Netflix Daredevil theme. Did they? Did you hear that? I didn't recognize it. It was that like... (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to check it out again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they brought that theme back. Yeah. I I really don't know at this point, like for Marvel and the MCU, what is canon and what's not canon. Mm -hmm. But I've heard a lot of talk about this version of Matt Murdock Daredevil being the same from Netflix, but they're not going to continue the story with it. But he is the same one from the Netflix one, which I, and I'm like, and that was, I think that was from Charlie Cox himself who said that, but I literally have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen. So just good to have him back. It is good to have him back. That's true. But yeah, She-Hulk, I would highly recommend it. If you, if you've been a fan of Marvel and you've been following what they've been doing and, and especially for all of you diehard fans that maybe didn't think that this would be good, but you have been the people who have been proponents for the MCU for so long. This series literally is made for you. Um, as long as you understand that it's a comedy. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome that it was able to pull off both the large sweeping kind of cinematic nature uh, and escapades of like a Marvel cinematic uh, universe or an MCU like fight scenes or like computer graphic imagery, etc. within like making it a comedy at the same time. Like I, I was, I'm kind of astounded that it was able to do so much and be multiple things at once, much like a woman, very complex. Wow. And that's what I've learned from the nine episodes of She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned more what it's like to be a woman in this world. You've become a better man for having watched I'm becoming, She-Hulk. I've become a better woman for having watched She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I loved it. And I I was wrong about it being bad. I think it was great. So Looks like we all grew a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. She-Hulk can do whatever she wants. She uh, had a lot of <laughs> in this show. <laughs> It's yeah. true. She slept with like three, three or four different guys. Apparently, and She-Hulk sleeps with a lot of people. I thought it was interesting they incorporated that into like her story in a, in a meaningful way. Oh, they made a joke about Where that. She was too. exploited for yeah. her sexual mm-hmm. sexuality, or like her being her, sexual, her, her sexual sexuality, sexual self. <laughs> she got sexual. She, yeah, and well, that was something that like Marvel has really done. Yeah, and they like every two to three episodes she brought someone into her bed so it was almost as shocking as uh 
Andor when we have sex for the first time in the entire Star Wars. Oh, is that cinematic that history? The first time. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's like, maybe we should uh, switch it up. So it's crazy how much business sex. they're missing out of. Yeah. How yeah. much sex they're not doing. All you have to do is cuss, kill, and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you got go. and you got an award-winning you got show a, there, you got a you? stew going yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's she hulk sad that uh we couldn't have the nerd world order people here today but that's also because of the situation gabe and i have found ourselves in which is no longer co-workers enemies <laughs> <laughs> and here's um something from she hulk a song oh yeah megan the stallion Maybe we'll play a Megan Thee Stallion song. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who can say? And we'll see you next time, <laughs> listener.